Welcome to Board Chili Podcast. I'm Vera. 100 How Once is first series of Board Chili Podcast. We'll have 100 apes from all over the world share their ape stories, talking about their projects or fun, and give unique perspectives on working in the Web3. In this episode, I invited one of my favorite founders and also a friend that、I、really respect here, Fons. He's CEO of Token Proof. Token Proof enables users to prove NFT ownership without connecting or carrying their wallet, which provides safe token gating solutions for users. Hi, Fons. Thank you for coming. GM Vera, thank you for having me. Thank you, thank you. I know Fons from a friend small chat in Telegram before he announced the Token Proof, and most of the members there are more traditional finance, but Fons was one of the one got apes. And how did that happen? And what's your ape story? My ape story. So I came into the space after shutting down a startup in the summer of 2021, and I had seen NFTs in January of 2021. Whenever Beeple had hit 69 million, but I couldn't really participate because I was doing CPR on this business that we ended up shutting down. And then when we shut down that business, I was like, "Hold on, I need to take a break from work. Let's just take six months off." And let's see what these kids are doing in the NFT space. And so I came in, I opened the MetaMask, I learned how to do that. I actually, my first NFT must have been a Lonely Alien. It's this collection that is not really much alive anymore. I don't think. Maybe we should bring it back. It's what I was comfortable buying. And then I saw the cool cats at One ETH, and I'm like, these are cool. So I bought one of those. And then I was reading Zeneca's daily floor updates. I don't know if you remember that he posted floor updates every single day because there were like 15 projects at the time, and so it was easy to track. One of them was the Borabia Club. I kept seeing these apes, which were very cool, and they had these this like rock and roll mentality. I don't know. That's the vibe that it, that they gave me. They were expensive at the time. They're way more expensive right now, but I was like, I need one of those. So I went on the Discord and I asked somebody, "Hey, can anybody help me pick one? Because I have no idea which one is better than the other." And there was a really nice guy. I can't even remember his name now, but he helped me pick out my ape, and I bought it. The rest is history. I don't think I'm ever selling it. Wow, I really like your ape, and it's like looking just like a perfect builder look. <laughs> and they really look like you. Oh, so whenever I see that ape, I see you. So it's like totally you. So I'm glad this story bring you to building in this industry. I was using the token proof during the Infest 2022, and and then the second time I was actually a host on token proof, hosting the、right. during the Art Basel. So I was so happy when you got announced that they're using token proof for verify the ownership because the Infest 2021 was like all about the lines. So I was like, yes, finally. So how did that collaboration or partnership happen with Yuga? It's a funny story, and by the way, I had no ambitions of building in the space. I was just taking a break from work, and I was just chilling, and I was degening, and I became a full-time degen. I had no intentions of building a company, but I went to that first ape fest, and it was like four-hour lines. I also was seeing that people were getting scammed out of their apes. It's unfortunately still happening. So I decided that there could be something better, and that's why we built Token Proof. We started building Token Proof in January of last year. And then March, I mean, our very first objective was to get to South by Southwest with something interesting. We were supposed to premiere the technology at South by Southwest. We hosted a really small event, like hundred, hundred and twenty people. We dropped a POAP for everybody that RSVP'd. So basically, we used POAPs as a ticket. We had everybody download the app. 
The app had been in the app stores for five days, I think, at that point. We asked everybody to download it, register with their wallets, and come to the event. We would verify that they had their PO apps. So I'm scanning the QR codes because I really wanted to be there making sure that the product was working just fine. I was scanning the QR codes at the event, and this person comes up to me and she goes, Hi, I'm the COO at Yuga Labs. And I'm like, holy shit, we have Yuga Labs in the building. What's going on? These are, this is my favorite rock band. They're the heroes. We're nobody yet. So I was freaking out. It was like five people from Yuga. You know, the board apes are the gods in the space. And they came to my event. That's ridiculous. And so that's how that started. And we hung out for the whole night. We started talking about ApeFest. And then basically a month later, we started like formally working with Yuga, which was amazing. So we were really fortunate that they showed up to that event and we're really good friends. I would say that Yuga and Token Proof are almost like family. Like we, when we're together and we do things like the events that they did at Basel or just meeting up with, with anybody at Yuga, it really feels like one, like it's a really cool relationship and a really special relationship that that was our first big project. And we love working with those guys. Wow, that's very inspiring. I experienced Token Proof as a host and, and the technology and the communication for the MAMI event was so amazing. And the team was super supportive. And I was like literally emailing back and forth with your team on Thanksgiving day the whole time. Like during the Thanksgiving dinner time, I was like emailing him back and forth. This is so amazing. And like how big is the team and how did you find those amazing people? So the core team, I started basically calling back my team from the, sh the startup that we had previously shut down. That startup had been shut down for about six months. And I was like, hey, listen, I have this idea about making the NFT space safer through this solution. I don't want you to quit your day job yet, but you want to like work on this during your free time. And my CTO and my COO came over and they decided to come in and we got we got a couple more people to help. And then after that South by Southwest event, we really became a company and we raced a seed round in July after NFT NYC. Now I think we're about 20 people in token proof. I think it's 15 full-time employees and a couple part-times, but the team has definitely grown. Wow. That's only been a year, right? A little bit over a year. Yeah. Wow. Impressive. This is like the Web3 speed. So I know you were building in the petroleum industry back then, and then building in the Web3 is very different and potentially be harder and very fast paced. So what's your experience and how do you feel about building in the Web3? There, there's a lot of pressure because of what you just mentioned, like the speed at which everything moves brings a lot of pressure because by the time you build something, maybe the narrative in the Web3 space has changed and especially all of the volatility and activity, right? But you know, I think that the way that we solve that is instead of looking at our objectives on the next three months, we go, what needs to be built for the next year? And then whatever happens between now and then, it doesn't really matter that much. We know that something will be needed regardless of whether ETH goes to $1,000 or $4,000. We're building things that are going to be here for the next years, the next five years, and hopefully the next decade. So that's how we do it. But we have to build really fast. And I think that we've shown that we do. And we built so fast. I'm more of a fan of building fast and maybe shipping something that has one or two bugs and looking for perfection and then waiting six months until we release a feature. So 
And I think the team is completely aligned on that. We have a really, really talented team. Yeah, I totally agree, especially in this like very fast paced entry that we have to move fast. And even though they potentially have any problem that we can, as long as it's not their like critical and very high priority stuff, then small things that we can solve. And I still remember in the board chili chat, we were trying to debug for some people that they have issues on the token proof app. That was a very interesting experience of like how community participating in a product yeah. Pretty much taking on the testing and stuff. I thought it was very interesting. That was quite a experience. Only happens in the Web3, right? No, it only <laughs> happens in the board chili chat. <laughs> oh, you're amazing. I'm so happy for like everything come out very amazing. And token proof now is up there. And it's the one that people are thinking, oh, where to go get ticketing system or token gated experience. And that's the number one thing that people are thinking. So I think that's take a lot for you to make it here. And what are the biggest challenges that you have, you know, experienced or faced during this journey? I mean, I think we already touched on the main challenge, which is the speed at which this space moves. I think our biggest challenges are macro challenges, right? When something like the FTX debacle happens, that affects everybody, not just token proof, but everybody in the space. And what we want to do at token proof is we want to onboard more people into the free space. And so we want to look at servicing brands that are non crypto native. We want to work with all of these big brands that are coming into the space or that have signaled that they want to come into the space. But the moment that things like FTX happen, these brands take pause and they slow down and they're not as bullish uh, about coming into the space. And that affects everybody. And so th that has been the main challenge. I think that hopefully these scams and these bad actors that have been in the space are going away. Hopefully we're learning every time from these bad experiences. We'll be okay. Hopefully these brands will understand that we're looking at the NFT space and in the Web3 space from the perspective of the next five years, not the next three months. I hope that all of these brands are still as bullish as you and I are and that they continue to build in the space and we want to work with them. So to me, that is the biggest challenge is making sure that the public doesn't lose confidence in the space because of things that they hear in the media and hear scary things that they hear in the news. Yeah, I agree. Because I've seen some traditional funds that they're trying to get in and then they see that and they have leave a bad taste whole industry and reputation. And they get more scared, especially for the traditional finance people. All they are talking about is portfolio management and risk management. And when it comes yep. to the crypto, it's like, what, what the heck is that? But the other thing that I'll say is that we also have to look at ourselves in the mirror and we always have to be self-critical because we shouldn't always look at the Web3 space like it solves everything, right? I know we're bullish and we should be bullish and there's a ton of potential for the Web3 space. But we should also look at the shortcomings and the blockchain doesn't solve everything. There are plenty of use cases where the blockchain doesn't make sense. And that's what's important is let's not go read the scary headlines, but let's also look at what's wrong with our industry and solve it together. Yeah, that's actually a, a very interesting way to see having the expectations of this industry. You're going to have obstacles from the, this whole journey. That's a really great way of thinking. And also, I think the, from the good part that kind of pushing the regulations for like this whole industry, which yes, um, as individuals maybe not like it, but as you know, like over zooming out to this whole industry is actually going to be, you know, having good impact as the regulation come. 
Yeah, and then like where you're of the, this whole journey and then that's a really great way of thinking so yeah i'm super excited i'm like super bullish on the web3 i'm all in web3 too <laughs> so super exciting yeah and i think you mentioned a little bit about you wanted to bring this to more people and to next billion people and what's the token proofs plan on that i know like you mentioned a little bit about the partnerships is there anything lined up or any bigger plans yeah, I think one of the main issues with our space is that if I want my mom to participate in Web3, I need to teach her how to open a wallet like MetaMask or Rainbow Wallet. I need to teach her how to buy ETH on Coinbase or MoonPay or, or one of these exchanges and then transfer those funds to the wallet. It's too much friction. It's, it doesn't make any sense. And so that is an industry-wide challenge that we need to solve together. But Token Proof is contributing to solving that challenge. And so in a couple of months, I hope that we can release this by March, early April. We will allow individuals to register into the app just using their email address, which they can do that today. But what's going to change is that whenever they register with their email address, we're going to give users an actual crypto wallet. And it's going to be abstracted behind the scenes. So they're not going to have to deal with seat phrases. But it's also going to be self-custodial or non-custodial. And so it's going to be like the best of both worlds. And it's going to allow users to have custody of their own funds. But it's also going to abstract a lot of this complexity that we see in the space. It's going to allow somebody to scan a QR code and mint an NFT or tap on an NFC tag and then do something interactive that affects the blockchain one way or another. It could be updating an NFT, it could be creating a new NFT. I hope that at some point we can support transacting with crypto at these events. So imagine that at ApeFest, you could directly buy merch using ApeCoin. I think that would be pretty cool. And so imagine that you could just show a QR code, like you show your um, credit card, and instead of swiping that credit card, the person scans that QR code and they can charge ETH from your wallet. And so the wallet that we're creating for users is not meant to be a wallet where you would store a CryptoPunk or a board Ape. It's just a wallet that is similar to the daily wallet that you carry on your purse. And so that, that's where we want to go. And I think that really helps onboarding the next billion people into the space. Because when we talk to these brands, big brands, a lot of the conversation breaks down whenever we try to solve how the user interacts with the tokens. and this thing about buying ETH, transferring to a wallet, and then dealing with seed phrases and all of that, it's really not making us scalable. So we already know how to service the crypto native market, and we need to execute on servicing the broader market so that this entire industry scales. I really like it when you say the way that you guys did is like doing stuff at a Web3 as of less education cost or easier to onboard people and then make the technology easier to onboard the people that aren't in the crypto. I think that's definitely exactly the way that we should do it. And then with the technology improvement that you have, the brand that you have in the Web3 will be much easier to onboard people in the Web2. Exactly. I've seen huge success on Token Proof that hosting tons of events. It's a lot of events. We did 80 events at NFT NYC and 40 in 50 at Art Basel, which is still a lot. It is a lot. And I see how much the communication that you guys are having with the host is still very impressive. 
with all those events, what's your most memorable event or the project that you have seen on Token Proof? I had two favorites at NFT NYC. Obviously, ApeFest is always going to have a very special place in my heart. And that was really fun. So ApeFest is definitely a highlight. The events that Proof and Moonbirds put together, they're always really cool events. So I really like going to their events. That was another highlight. Also, the Moonbirds party had basically my favorite band or one of my favorite bands, Tame Impala. That was a lot of fun. ApeFest had another one of my favorite bands, LCD Sound System. But Art Basel, I think my highlight was the Vayner event, the Vayner 3 event. That was really fun. They had Mesa DJ and I had a table there and we were just having fun with a lot of friends balance. That was really cool. Wow. That's actually a really interesting way to experience the events. And especially when you have so many options, you're like, which one should I go? Especially me, I can go to any of these events. I don't need a ticket. <laughs> Lucky, keep us posted on what's the next best event. We want to make sure that we're there. I really like that when you share your experience of Token Proof. I don't need to take it. I like that. <laughs> so um, as you mentioned a little bit about scalability problems that you want to solve, and is there any upcoming features and you know on the Token Proof or development? I think we touched on the most important one, which is that embedded wallet. But we're also... As last year, what happened, and ever since we started, we had to set up every event on our own. So there's no self-service tool for you as an event organizer to be able to set up your own event or your own token. So this is changing in about a month. And so we're now going to roll out a self-service dashboard or self-service portal where you as an event organizer can set up your events from start to finish, and you don't have to involve us. So I think that is going to make us scalable and it's very important so that we can focus on other features, functionality, and obviously our enterprise customers. Oh, wow. I, yeah, because I was actually thinking about it when I was hosting events because I have to do a lot of communications and asking changes from your side. And with you guys supporting it, it's quite overwhelming as well as your team is 15 people and it's quite, it's a lot of need. It's not just me. I feel like I was kind of needy, but like keep asking questions. You are changing all the words. Oh, you haven't seen what needy means. <laughs> yeah, so I was like feeling bad for just keep approaching them, even the small changes. The instructions are very clear. Like I had no problem with later on following up the events and uh, verify the token. And so it was quite smooth. And I totally understand. Like, I was wondering why there wasn't a portal thing for us to do it. And, you know, for the users. It wasn't really priority. Right, was, right. We can do all of this for customers and they'll be happy. And then as we'd imagine what would have happened if we had waited until we had this self-service portal to service customers, like it wouldn't have made sense. And so now we're finally doing it because honestly, we can't keep it like this. Yeah. Keep the core, core functions and keep expanding with different use cases. And with what you're doing is amazing. Yuga has been one of the most Royal team member of you guys. So um, when is the next Ape Fest and where it is? <laughs> Honestly, I know as much as you do. They don't tell me anything. Come on, Gordon. Come on, Gordon. When are we doing this? Because I think I had a conversation before. I was like, when is Ape Fest in Asia? Because I had Asia last year. I was wondering if they want to come to Asia as a, as a lot of the people that they don't want to travel internationally from the Asia community. And we see a lot of Azuki's events that hosting in Asia. I was like, Gordon, when are you coming? I wonder, 
Yeah, I wonder if what they do is like a bigger one somewhere else or if they do like a number of smaller ones all over the place. I don't know. It's going to be really interesting. I can't wait. But one of the most important things about the Board Ape community and honestly, any big community is that we meet in person. And I think there's a huge community in Latin America. There's a huge community in Europe. So it would be fun to to do something outside of the U.S. Yeah, we'll see. Is token proof that going to work for all the countries? Because I asked you that I couldn't get the token proof work in China, but that will, could be different reasons. But other than like the Chinese app store, is there also available in most of the countries or just Yes, it should be available in most, if not all of the countries. I, we're not in one of the app stores in China, but I'm pretty sure that we are in the app store in, in iOS as of a couple of months ago. So I'm not sure. I'm going to have to check, but that's the only one that, that maybe we're not in. I hosted an event in China last time and we didn't use token proof and it's just invite only sort of thing. Other Chinese app is trying to having that functions for people to, to ve verify their tokens. So. I think they probably have a different solution as well. So this is a very interesting story it's about token proof. But after that Miami event, I saw you bought and punk with Spicy. Yes. I'm sure everyone. I, I love this story. First of all, I love Spicy, one of my favorite people in the space. And it's always good to hang out with her. And I know Spicy because of ApeFest last year. She was doing a lot of work for ApeFest. She was basically head of ApeFest at Yuga last year. And we became friends and we were hanging out at Art Basel at the CryptoPunk 305 event where they unveiled CryptoPunk 305 next to the Warhol at the ICA Museum in Miami, which was amazing. And I was like, spicy. I was just talking with her. I was just casually. I said, spicy, I need a punk. And she goes, Fonz, I need a punk. And I'm like, do you want to go have season on one? And we literally started looking at punks. Like, which one would we buy if we did this? And then it became kind of serious. And six days later, we had a punk. And we don't know exactly what we'll do with it, but we know we're going to do something with it. <laughs> Yeah, because I saw it on Twitter and because I have no idea how that happened. And that's like Fonz and Spicy, two of my favorite people in the space. They got a punk together. And I'm like, yeah, what are you guys going to do? Is that going to be like an IP thing that you're trying to build a brand out of it? Or is there a, like part of an investor of token proof or other other apps? We don't know what we're going to do with it. I think <laughs> we want to do something with it for sure, but we're also so busy. We're involved in two of the companies in the space. So we got to carve out some time so we figure out what the strategy is for Punk 6588. Oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah. So give a little bit of information to the audience that Spicy is actually um, working strategy for Yuga Labs. She has a very busy schedule as well. as fun. So I'm super looking forward for we guys going to build with the Punk and I'm like, I actually wanted to get a punk too. I'll look into it. Do it. <laughs> it's a really cool connection. If you're a really good friend in the space, co-owning an NFT, this connection that is pretty cool. Maybe I should try that. Yeah. So that kind of comes to our last question. So what is the legacy that you want to leave behind? And how do you want to be remembered? It's a, I've never thought about that question. And I usually don't plan in advance for whatever my legacy is going to be. I have very low expectations of what any sort of lasting impact Fonz has in the world. We're just playing it by ear. So I don't really know. I usually improvise. Yeah, I don't have a legacy. I just hope to do cool shit with cool people and things are going to come out of that. 
Oh, I like it. Like live for now and do the best for now and not leave the regrets for the future, yes. right? Exactly. I'm going to die at some point and I'm really not, I don't know what's going to happen. I have no idea. Hopefully I did well and I left something good for some people, but honestly, I'm just having fun. What I want to do is have fun, build cool stuff and do it with cool people. That's, that's all I want. And become a monk in Tibet. That's such a funny story because we're in the board chili telegram group and somebody goes, and this is like after a week of nonstop parties in Miami where I Basel, and somebody goes, does anybody want to party tonight? And I'm like, I'm done with this. Like, I seriously, as soon as I sell token proof to somebody, I'm becoming a monk because in my health, I see, or Art Basel or one of these conferences, I'm shaving years off of my life expectancy. So, um, but it's a lot of fun. He said, like, mark my word. And I literally just pinned that message in the chat. So I was like, boss is going to be a monk and everyone will find it really interesting. And I totally agree. Entrepreneurship is not a very good for the health. You have a lot under a lot of stress, have to handle a yeah. lot of emergencies. Yeah, I to I'm totally with you. I was like, I need to do some meditation here and there just to make myself not feel super anxiety and stressed. And you handle it pretty well. Like you look very chill and you got like stuff done by order. The reason why I'm like that, because you're right, is that I'm having a lot of fun. And to me, that's the number one most important thing, because otherwise both my physical and my mental health would suffer. I'm having a lot of fun doing this. And there's obviously bad days and there's challenges, but I'm having a lot of fun building this thing and participating in the Web3 space. And it's something that I have never felt in my life. You know? I was working in the oil and gas industry. It's like the most boring industry that you can think of. <laughs> And so this is fun and that's what I, I want to keep going. Yeah. If you're working on the stuff that you really enjoy, that you don't really feel it's working. It's just part of your life. You don't have to push yourself into it. Your motivation comes when you wake up and let's go build. You look so happy every morning that when you see GM, it's just like happy person and like greeting to people and ready to build. So I really enjoy all your GM. <laughs> Boy. Yeah, so really appreciate Fons. Um, thank you so much for your time. And it has quite a journey for us to you know, be able to make this happen. And I really, really appreciate this experience that you want to share with all the audience. And we're introducing more and more apes in the future. Really, really appreciate to have you here and really enjoy this conversation with you. You're a great friend in the space. You're a community builder. You've done great things with, with Chelly and... Thank you for doing this. Thank you for inviting me and looking forward to the next one. Thank you. Thank you. I will need another update in the future once, you know, the mass adoption come and let's have another conversation with Fong. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you, Bear. We on a boat, no lonely island, watch out cause the whales and the sharks are silent. Yeah, Machi big bro, chase gold like a pirate, you better list high or you finna get snakes. We out here in these virtual streets, running wild, all my dogs are unleashed. It's the board at Yacht Club.